state of the universe <laughs> has, hmm. hasn't really improved very much since since we last recorded. In many ways, it's gotten worse. We're, uh, I guess, since about Halloween, we've just been, I don't know, it's like everybody's given up and they're just like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's all just die. Yeah, that really seems like the only plausible explanation is that, like, I don't know, COVID fatigue, so I guess I'll just die then? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though, is that you may not die. You might just be permanently, like, disabled in some really unpleasant fashion. Like, not like saying disabled people's lives aren't worth living, but if you think that your binary choices are alive and more or less okay and dead, you are incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> You, you could have compromised, you could have compromised lung function forever and like. And brain you, function. Right. If you've ever had like bronchitis, imagine that, but like always. And, and, and people have strokes, like 20 year olds are having strokes. Strokes are bad. Uh, what else? I don't know. Pulmonary embolisms, although those often actually do kill you. I don't know. And the um, mysterious brain fog, which uh, I guess I can only assume it's like um you know as someone who's not neurotypical so i don't know but um if if you've ever pulled an all-nighter and then tried to like go through the day on like an ass load of caffeine <laughs> and it's like i mean you were technically alive and maybe you didn't crash your car but you weren't exactly operating at ideal mental capacity you know probably something like that yeah i i've never done that um because i just need to sleep <laughs> it I, i've always just like gone to sleep at a like a couple hours later than i normally would have and like just set an earlier alarm because like it would be like being hangry i would just destroy all in my path and it would be bad um but yeah like having having your thought processes permanently mangled would be uh probably not terribly enjoyable so people really should get their shit together. Now, fortunately, our jackass of a president refused to negotiate with Pfizer when they were like, hey, want some more doses than your initial <laughs> small batch? And he was like, fuck you. And Pfizer was like, okay, because Europe's going to like, Europe's buying. Like, we were doing this as a favor to you. But if you want to be a shit about it, like you do, because you are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is really interesting. Like, the, you know, the, so many people were like, well, he's a businessman. He's a terrible failed businessman. He's going to make deals. All of his deals have been total shit. Uh, dude went broke running a casino, which should be impossible, but he managed. And uh, so, like, everything... And I'm sure there are people out there who still think that, like, he's actually doing a great job because there's a whole, like, separate reality that, that a bunch of people live in where, like, starting a trade war with China was good, even though, like, <laughs> it required a massive bailout of American farmers. Like, even more than the usual, just, like, normal annual massive bailout. <laughs> like, yeah. this country pays a lot of farmers to not farm. <laughs> or or make the, uh, the cheese reserve of the useless processed <laughs> cheese foods. Right? At least... Make some good aged cheese if if you know it's going to be sitting around you for a while, <laughs> right? Make good cheeses, but they don't. So because we're stupid, I don't know. We're just we're just so stupid, 
as a nation. Um, and so like, on the one hand, it was like, great, there's a vaccine now, but like, you can't have it. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I still think there's a level of approval that hasn't technically happened yet. Right. The FDA is like looking it over. But I mean, even once that process finishes, you can't have it because they're just they're like, I think there's enough doses for about 20 million Americans. Yeah. Out of whatever, 300 uh, million. Current, yeah. So that's not great. Um, and believe me, I'm in no hurry to fix my high blood pressure <laughs> <laughs> just so that I can be in a higher risk group, which is not true and would be stupid if it were true. But plus, like, I'm a rich white lady, relatively speaking. So chances are good that I can get it anyway, like sooner than I really should be able to because this country is deeply unfair. Yeah. And you're close enough to enough of the random places that already have the required freezers because they contain labs. We obviously have a ton of them, like just all over Rutgers. Right. But it's not like you can like, you know, pull them out of like the chem lab and, you know, that hasn't had students in it in nine months and, you know, wheel it over to the hospital or whatever. It's like, no, you know, they're just going to open up the clinic, you know, like in the chem building, you know, it's, yeah, probably it's fine. So, you know, vaccination centers for uh, this flavor of vaccine will be uh, in weird locations. <laughs> don't, don't be too surprised. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's gonna, of course, contribute to the who is able to get them. And also, like, frozen vaccine also comes in these crates of, like, other little crates or whatever. And, like, the smallest unit is, like, a thousand or something. It's, like, you know, a, a, a real number of hundreds because, you know, like, squares and stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, around a thousand. And when you break that open, it's... Like, that has a clock on it, even if you have one of these freezers. You have all the liquid nitrogen in the world. <laughs> it's just, like, the, the the opening of, like, you know, the, the case of vials or whatever is already starting to clock on it. So, like, you have to have a way to get through a 1,000 in, like, 72 hours, which, like... Yeah, uh, you're going to need a I, parking lot. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, you're going to need, like... The population density of, like, New Jersey. Like, I don't know where else this even works. <laughs> well, I mean, I assume they'll work it out in the D.C. area because, again, like, so many rich white people live here. Well, yeah, the other way to do it, of course, is just waste a lot. Right. So you do whatever throughput you could manage and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are that. probably... I hope people are... <laughs> Of course, there's the whole segment of the population for better or worse reasons who are not, you know, who are giving vaccines the side eye. They're the, the idiots who think that, you know, they're microchipping you like a cat. Uh, they're not. And even if they were, you don't need two injections to be microchipped. That's just the one. It's just a... And even if you were, the chip doesn't do anything. You have to you have to be scanned. Right. It's passive. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there, you know, then there's, on the other hand, there's people of color who are rightfully suspicious of the American medical institution because of centuries of malfeasance, which is fair. Uh, so a fair amount yes. of outreach <laughs> is going to need to happen there because, of course, people of color are dying much more. Uh, and, and, and more than the more we thought it was. 
Right. So, as always, when uh, new information comes out where it's not like nefarious, it's just like we have more data now. Uh, it turns out that the is ratio the right, right word for this, but like, uh, like per uh, dead white person, it wasn't actually like 1.5 persons of color. It was like 2.35. It's real bad. Yeah. And of course, they're, it's like what, like 14% of the population? <laughs> so, like, this, uh, like, that math does not work out except yeah. for, you know, like the, the institutionalized racism where. Right. I think black people specifically are about 14%. All people of color is obviously larger. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so, nationally, the case count is one one thousandth of the population. Uh, in South Dakota, the death count is one one thousandth of the population. Yeah, because South Dakota is like a handful of white people and like a bunch of Native Americans. And they had that stupid, was it South Dakota that has the stupid motorcycle thing? One of those <laughs> nasty cold states had that giant stupid motorcycle rally, which attracts a lot of old white people. So it was really a terrible idea um, on the part of those old white people, but they like... They don't want to live in fear. And I saw, I think it was a tweet, something about, uh, or maybe somebody posted it on Facebook. Anyway, about what living in fear actually is. And like, unless you're like a black man who can't carry a sandwich down the street without getting shot, like you don't know what yeah. living in fear <laughs> is and you need to shut the fuck up and act like a reasonable, sensible human being. We're in a pandemic and like whether or not you're afraid of it does not correlate with your... <laughs> mortality or morbidity uh so wear a fucking face mask asshole it's not that much to ask and it actually does protect you to some extent it's mostly to protect other people but there is some tiny multiplier or something of protection for you if it has yeah. to be about you right yeah if we have to go there right it's like well if the good arguments don't work the shitty one also comes into play right because you know there's just the uh the, the pathology that uh, Americans have where they would rather see countless undeserved literal deaths than a single, like, black family get, like, a $700 check to avoid eviction for a month. Right? They're arguing about, about uh, stimulus or relief packages now and one proposal is well let's just send everybody six hundred dollars which is stupid that's the white house proposal of course or there's like democrats want to bump up unemployment which is an actually sensible thing to do because if you send me a six hundred dollar check that's not going to make much of an impact but if you send somebody who hasn't been able to buy groceries in months uh, some some like a couple hundred like bucks a week or whatever like that's gonna have a huge impact. Those people are gonna go back to like consuming at a normal level instead of you know semi starvation and threat of eviction. Yeah. Although I feel like uh, definitely they should like there are gonna be landlords out there who who no matter what we'll just raise it by the yeah it's like, yeah because landlords intentionally cause inflation instead of just yeah yeah and they're not going to be like good thing you got that 600 well in the shitty case good thing you got that 600 so you can buy some food or fix your whatever they'll be like hmm. good you can pay me some back rent i will be taking all of that uh which is horrible but in general 
and it's amazing the landlord class who are like, well, this is my source of income. Like, I don't really feel very sorry for those people. A lot of times they inherited those properties. So they've never like actually done anything like like it's just you're just hoarding like you're not creating wealth. You're you're just sucking it from someone because because like if you already own that house, then like. I know, like, that's just cheating. Like, just just sell it. (laughs) Basically. Uh, And I'm saying this as somebody, technically, I'm a landlord right now. Because we're renting back the house that we bought to the people, uh, to the previous owners um, for our mutual benefit. Oh, and and speaking of that, I also saw that uh, projections for houseless people in New York City juxtaposed with an article uh, whining about the uh, number of unfilled units Mm -hmm. in New York City, and it was like uh, thirty-two thousand like uh, unhoused people, and like sixteen thousand units. And it's like, hmm. man, if only there were some kind of <laughs> yeah. What could we possibly do? I don't know. It's pretty wild. Like, there's a whole class of people that would rather because they can because they've collected such a huge cushion by charging ridiculous rents for many many years and doing very little uh, to earn it. Um, that it doesn't actually matter to them that they're letting they they'd rather let a unit sit empty uh, until such a time that they can find somebody to pay the ridiculous amount of money that they demand rather than yep. lowering the price to something that somebody could actually afford. It's yep. pretty outrageous. Our whole everything is deeply deeply broken, and this pandemic is just like really shining a light on on all of the holes <laughs> in our national underwear. <laughs> The reason where, I mean, you can't tell what day we're recording this on, but no. uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, uh, the day after deaths, uh, daily deaths kind of shot right past 3,000 from like 2,600 or something. It was, I mean, you know, the, the daily number is, you know, uh, it's a it's a wiggly line, which is why we use the seven day smoothed one. Right. But it's still, you know. A new record by like a lot and it's not because of like backlogs or something the, the reason i was watching the number 3000 uh is of course because depending on how you count 911, the numbers are between 2977 and 2997 so basically 3000 either way you know 20 people's a rounding error right and we did so much shit because those 3000 people died on that one day Right? You can never wear your air, your your shoes through and that nobody even died from the shoes thing. But like I remember flying before 9/11 and like it was pretty sweet like your parents who were dropping you off uh at, you know It was like a metal detector. Yeah, and and people yeah. could come with you to the gate and like hug you and you could wait at the gate for people to come off the airplane so you could see them right away. It was very exciting. And oh, I know. That was like half the plot lines of Friends. All of them don't make yeah. sense anymore. <laughs> right? And the thing where like there's so many so many TVs and and, and movie TV shows and movies <laughs> don't make any sense anymore and it's, it's a real tragedy. It's not. But it is kind of funny that like all of this stupid and and that's not even the the evil stuff that you don't notice every day that's happening. <laughs> like the surveillance and and you know, overfunding of certain sectors of government at the expense of others um and and meanwhile we've got this this disease that's killing as many people every fucking day and we can't 
pull our thumbs out of, out of our asses and, and and take care of it. Like, again, so I, you know, Australia isn't perfect, but they've managed to do pretty well with like gun deaths and COVID. And like, maybe we should study that. I, I really think the difference is just that uh, there are evil people everywhere, but America has the extra flavor of evil where you will absolutely not help a person you see as beneath you. Yeah. White supremacy is a hell of a drug. Yeah, because the evil people here are acting against their own self-interest. They are. You, you need your slaves to be alive. So America's only had, you know, bad presidents, but we have had an occasional president who does the right thing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, obviously, Lincoln uh, and the other one is uh, FDR, um, where... Like, the whole New Deal and stuff is like, well, I don't want my own Bolshevik revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although it does seem like a better idea to to do, like, a little socialism light to, to you know, placate the populace rather than going completely in the opposite direction. <laughs> although, I don't know, if you can convince the populace that actually it's a bigger threat to to help people, which they have. I don't know, actually, I'm wrong. They're, it's working out well. For those people. I'm full of <laughs> shit. It shouldn't be. People should eventually realize that, wait, our government could be, you know, it's kind of ironic that 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 uh, Kennedy was the one who said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country or whatever, uh, however that ends. Because really, we should be asking what our country could be doing for us and then demanding that they fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my fun 9-11 uh, related stats here. Another thing is, like, remember how there was, like, the psychological trauma that, like, you could have if you lived in Montana and didn't even know a single person in New York or that was on any of the planes, but it could still be a thing that, like, you know, fucked you up because, like, you just watched on TV and that was pretty messed up. Early aughts weren't the best for, like, mental health stigma, but, like, it was still, like, recognized as a thing. But, you know, now that we have that daily, it's, like, I don't know, like kind of psychopathic that everyone's like meh yeah pretty weird also i guess um it was really helpful in the case of 9-11 for there to be like a group of brown people that you yeah. could direct your vitriol at instead of like so like you, as an individual you didn't have to do that much in response to september 11th like you had to be more inconvenienced going to the airport um, and if somebody tried to blow up your plane, you had to beat the shit out of him, which we were all, you know, eager and willing to do. Um, <laughs> I hope Americans still are. I mean, they shouldn't be flying right now. They are, but they shouldn't be. Uh, mm -hmm. But but I hope that we still remember that if somebody, you know, starts acting funky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that, that was just a, a permanent culture change because prior to that, like, you know, like the, the 80s was like the golden era of like skyjackings. Maybe it was the, just before that, but. Anyway, it was just, like, a normal thing, and it was, you know, like, for money. And, like, it usually meant, like, an accidental free trip to Cuba or something. <laughs> right. Like, the the idea that that would have been done just wasn't in anyone's mind. But now, of course, that's the first place anyone's mind goes, so. <laughs> right. And, like, you don't you don't need an armed marshal because just the, the... It's not going to, like, eventually come to, like, beating up the hijackers. It's like, nah, that's going to be the first thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I really think what you said about, like, having, you know, like, that four or five brown people per plane to blame is really a key difference because, like, remember a couple years ago, because time isn't real, uh, 
we've on the whole thing about the very uh, illegal changes to the Boeing 737s that was causing right. a bunch of them to fall out of the sky. Yeah, that was bad. And no one cared because it was just some corporate bullshit. And like it was compared to, uh, was it uh, Volkswagen just had the, the switch that turned off when it was connected to the testing rig so it yeah. didn't have emissions? <laughs> I mean, that was... It's like, this was the same thing. It was some rogue engineers. Yeah, not really, though. The thing is... <laughs> they were both corporate malfeasance on purpose. Yeah, but the planes were falling out of the fucking sky. There were people who definitely knew that that was a real possibility. The The thing to stop them falling out of the fucking sky, which is real bad for a plane, was a, was a DLC. It was an optional <laughs> DLC. It was just, that was just a shitstorm. I mean, I guess, but it wasn't, well, yeah. it wasn't brown people, so Boeing is fine. I mean, as fine right. as it ever is, completely propped up by, again, government spending. Right. So I guess these other stats I put in here, uh, I guess, won't hit as hard as I wanted them to in the light, in light of that, because, uh, so, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, their rolling death toll is 150, or another way of saying that is 4.2 Flight 93s crashing into that cornfield every single day. But I guess if they were just falling out of the sky because, you know, the, the pilot had COVID um, mm. and not, you know, were taken out of the sky by a brown person, then I guess people wouldn't mind the four planes coming down <laughs> a day in Pennsylvania, like every six hours. Like clockwork could set your watch to it. Oh, like, oh, it must be noon. There's a plane crash. <laughs> your plane fell out of the sky into the back 40. Yesterday, while the nation was getting its peak, they also hit a local peak of a 256, which is... The number of, like, just the non-hijacker plane casualties of 9-11. So, like, just the passengers. But, yeah, in, I know, we're not having four planes fall out of the sky a day per state. So, I guess it's fine. I wonder what we would do if we did. Like, if that's what was killing people. was just airplanes falling out of the sky. Or, like, I guess it makes sense. So, people die in car accidents at tremendous rates. Obviously, that... That has been reduced since a lot of people have been able to work from home. But it's true that that our um, reaction to both those deaths and COVID has been <laughs> shrug emoji. Yeah. Because there aren't any brown people to blame. Yeah. You have this uh, horrible graph in here <laughs> of uh, airplane traffic and 2018, 19, and 2020, January. Uh, the graph is practically identical. And then it starts collapsing and goes down to around 2 million from a high of like 27 million by April. And then it keeps rebounding. It just keeps going up since then. Yeah. And I assume that a lot of this is business travel um, because there's a dip in uh, October, November, December in the normal years. Um, which is when families travel for, you know, holiday stuff, but business people don't travel as much because I wonder to what extent the recovery is idiots going on vacations and to what extent it's idiot businesses sending people around the country and around the world. I bet the balance is exactly the same. Oh, you know what? This data is for travel. It comes from travel agencies. Normal people don't oh, use this is those. So this yeah, is business so travel. That's real bad. Like, individuals being stupid um, is one thing, but all the real malfeasance that needs to be addressed, like like pollution. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> addressing it as, as an individual, getting solar panels, cutting down your own consumption, that's all great. But what really needs to happen 
is for like, you know, the giant companies in 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 like China and undesirable parts of the United States and Mexico where we've outsourced. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the the polluters that actually need to cut that shit out. Also, massive coal power plants of which there are still plenty. Yeah. Now that that's a very apt comparison, because yeah, a lot of uh, the people that are still being forced to go to work are people of color in healthcare and service and i don't even know why restaurants are allowed to exist at all they really shouldn't be i love i love the solution to oh we'll have outdoor dining but it's cold is well we'll build a little shed (laughs) basically it has walls you you just made it inside (laughs) it's indoors but shittier now (laughs) did you see that article about how um the original steam radiators were actually meant to be used with the windows open and that's why they drastically overheat every <laughs> every <laughs> building that, that has a steam radiator in it. No, but uh, that's very interesting. And this was because they were developed around the time of the Spanish influenza. And people were like, they didn't know exactly why uh, t- to the extent that we know today. Like it was good to have like air circulation and ventilation and stuff. But they knew it was a good idea. So they developed these like overheaters and place them all directly under windows yeah i always thought that was kind of weird but now it makes sense yeah every time i have had a steam radiator i've had windows opened at some point during the day because it was always just like i'm not going to deal with it being you know 90 degrees in here for five (laughs) minutes no like in my um so my last house had a steam uh, it had a boiler and radiators uh, but because it had a thermostat that I was in charge of and not like a dial in the basement <laughs> because yeah, it yeah. was a building from like, ni- well, it was a 1930, um, whatever. But they retrofitted in just a standard thermostat. So it kind of it kind of worked yeah. <laughs> and it didn't it didn't usually get to be like 90 degrees because I was in charge. Um, but yeah, in, in like apartment buildings in New York, a lot of which were built in the 20s and 30s. Um, they were basically designed to be running, uh, they have massive boilers, <laughs> oversized boilers, mm-hmm. um, and they were intended to to have the windows open. So, you know, just thought that was really interesting. And of course, now we build buildings that the windows can't open. Right. And they're like really sealed tight now, like in a way that they couldn't be um, back in the day because of materials that we have now. <laughs> so there's no outside air getting into your average modern building. <laughs> yeah. And to have, like, an HVAC system that, like, it, it always gets me when, like, people want to, like, technical solution their way out of something that is just, like, open the fucking window, you dumbass. <laughs> right? And it's, it's, like, coming up, like, like the HEPA filters that, you know, go down to the size of a virus particle. And it's, like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, those cost, like, a, you know, a grand a piece. And, you know, they have to be replaced once a month. And it, they reduce the efficiency of your HVAC system. Right, it, so it probably won't survive too long on that. Not. Um, it's going to suffocate itself. Yeah. Now they have uh, like UV thingies, I guess. It just you put in a section of of duct that just like UVs the shit out of the air coming through it. I doubt that works really well, but that's another expensive way to avoid opening the windows. Yeah. Not that you can open the windows if you've got forced air heating, because <laughs> unlike with steam radiators, that just ain't gonna work. Yeah, because air won't even heat the house with everything sealed. Yeah. And, like, even... <laughs> so, like, I am a... Per- 
It's true that I didn't go to restaurants that much um, before the pandemic because I could get almost everything delivered. <laughs> and I yeah, still can. Yeah, you, you, you were the uh, <laughs> original delivery queen long before this I was a thing. I was, and it used to be ridiculous, <laughs> but now it's normal. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, so I feel less bad when I order like, you know, uh, a, a egg sausage egg McMuffin combo <laughs> and have it delivered to me, which doubles the price <laughs> as as compared to actually going to the McDonald's myself. Uh, McRib is back, though. Yeah, I got one this D- afternoon. D- I was influenced by Imgur because they were advertising all over it. Yeah, I, I also uh, came to... Add pressure that one yesterday, <laughs> and like they're not amazing, but they're not bad. Like I saw a bunch of people were like, "Oh, this tastes like shit." Like, not really though. It tastes like barbecue sauce, and yeah, I really like fine. McDonald's barbecue sauce. So. Exactly, it's fine. No one cares. Just enjoy the thing. It's right. killing you as much as everything else from McDonald's. Right? I mean, whatever. Have a McRib. Have a McRib in yeah. shame. Yeah, and, and enjoy you know your seasonal item. <laughs> But yeah, so restaurants, because you, you never were a restaurant person anyway, but... Oh, right. <laughs> I'm also suspicious of like patio dining where they haven't built a little sh- a lean-to in the parking lot as if that's going to protect you. It's, it, it is it, and remains extremely cute how businesses are trying to rules lawyer a fucking virus. <laughs> like, well, it's outdoors technically because our building's over there and this is over here in the parking lot. See, there's stripes on the ground and it's, it's not nice, but it's got walls, but they're bad walls. <laughs> I don't know. Like even going to like outdoor patios seems highly suspicious because um, there's a person now the, the, the server would be masked, but still that person is circulating among a bunch of people who aren't wearing masks because they're eating and a lot of them are terrible and they're probably visiting their families and traveling and doing all kinds of stupid shit. Uh, one of my coworkers who was reasonably careful but did go to outdoor patio dining did contract um, COVID. Like, she's suffering from it right now. Uh, and that just probably because of outdoor dining because it's, it's still just not that safe. Yeah, that that's another airline thing, too, is, like, everyone gets the peanuts at the same time still. It's like, no. <laughs> like, if everyone's going to, like, demask for, like, the same one minute, that's not how this works. Yeah, that's, that's not great. Uh, have they? So, like, like eating is just not something that's going to be able to work. Haven't period. they cut down on that? I thought they stopped feeding you at all on a lot of flights, but probably not because people are terrible and they would demand their peanuts. Maybe it's like you have to ask specifically for mm. your peanuts, but you'd still get them at the same time and breathe everybody's... Or maybe the water still comes or something yeah, because... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You do want to stay. Yeah, your, your half can of tiny Shasta or whatever. <laughs> but eat, restaurants are the one that just annoy me the most because it's like, y'all had an out like this, this whole time. You know, like, I mean, if you want to have, you know, your covid barn fine but like server like the like server is like not a job anymore like they can all be like delivery people and yeah we have seating but like you order it to go and then like you pick it up in like you know the uh, the airlock situation right. with the uh you know double shower curtain and you know apple pay through the <laughs> plastic and you can go sit outside and, you know, only risk your own dumbass group's life. Don't have to, you know, drag some poor teenager working for tips onto it. Yeah, also let's uh, stop this bullshit where servers make, like, what, $2.30 an hour or something? Yeah. 
and have to rely on the generosity because now that now that only shitty people are going to restaurants yeah it's done that much worse yeah so people are risking their lives for like 15 bucks a day yeah i I hate all of it it's just Mm -hmm. so bad uh after this we'll (laughs) we'll try to do our things that didn't suck in 2020 yeah we'll try really hard (laughs) 